0: I've been forced into other arenas, like when I was taken off of Brave. I mean, that was absolutely heartbreaking. It wasn't fair. None of it was right, but it happened, and there I was, and I could do nothing about that. So what do I do? Do I just sit here and feel sorry for myself and get angry and get bitter, (laughs) or do I keep going and try other things? In actuality, sometimes that enriches your life when you're forced out of your your comfort zone. You're forced out off of your path and forced to take a look at all the other paths around you. And in essence, you know, not that I can ever say that I'm happy that it happened to me, but I'm kind of grateful because my life has gotten a lot richer because of it.
1: Stories we told around campfires have been replaced by animated fairy tales that frame our cultural values to kids and adults. These stories live inside us well beyond childhood. Not too long ago, they used to represent a misogynistic, racist culture that told us, for example, if you're a good girl, you'll get married and live happily ever after. But today, they approach a more authentic and meatier set of issues like depression, loss, and warnings on what could happen if we rely too much on technology. There are people like this week's guest, the first Academy Award-winning director for an animated feature, Brenda Chapman, who fought tooth and nail to stop telling silly princess stories and finally show women who wanted something beyond true love. That movie, of course, was Brave, and it was a movie she conceived of, wrote, directed, and then at the last minute was forcibly removed from the project. Brenda has led a new generation of creators who understand the gravity of these stories and aren't afraid to tackle tough subjects that feel relevant and meaningful instead of idyllic fantasies. She has worked on legendary movies like who Framed Roger Rabbit, The Little Mermaid, The Rescuers Down Under, Beauty and the Beast, The Lion King, Prince of Egypt, Cars and of course her baby Brave. She remains the only woman to have directed a feature-length animated film. And in our very candid conversation, Brenda offers a behind-the-scenes look at at what it's taken to turn the tide on how women are portrayed and the dreams we tell our children. We talk about how these stories can create social change and how to use the rules of character development for your own life and personal fairy tale. It takes real bravery to go up against the establishment and Brenda had the character to do it. And I'm sure that when you listen to her talk about how she develops other characters, it will help you build your own. This is Grovig Always. I'm Sam Lawrence. I'm excited to talk to you for a couple of reasons that dawned on me, I guess, right when I was preparing for it, which is that I stepped back and I started thinking, man, for, you know, h- hundreds of thousands of years, the people who were responsible for storytelling to cement cultures were really held in the highest esteem. I mean, the the storytelling part of bringing people together and describing the values of culture is just—it's been around forever. Of course, today it's big business, also,
0: yeah, with yeah. that responsibility.
1: <laughs> but it's exciting because, first of all, you're at the tip of that spear, and then, secondly, you also fit squarely into what a lot—the the theme of a lot of the people who come onto this show really, really is, which is they, in their own intelligent way, sometimes more blatantly than others, have a a bit of kind of like a. Oh, I'll call it a middle finger to the establishment, but it's really <laughs> <laughs> it's really like, hey, you know things need to change, you know, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, and you're in both positions. Does it feel that way to you? S-
0: sometimes <laughs> <laughs> I mean,, uh, you know, it's been weird over the years, you know, being part of, say the the whole Disney princess thing um. Telling those stories from Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast and getting a lot of flack for it. But at the same time, when they were made, they were a huge step forward compared to, say, Snow White and Sleeping Beauty, who were basically ciphers. (laughs) Right. You know, (laughs) at least, you know, Belle and Ariel went out and went for what they wanted. Grit. Yeah. Yeah. Had some grit. Um. But uh but at the same time knowing it's like, no, that's still not far enough, you know, and, and um trying to, to break those barriers. It's like, okay, we got that far, but we still need to get way over there. So and why why aren't we? So yeah. um so yeah, it's been it's been I've gotten a lot of flack, but I've also gotten a lot of support, you know, for for where I'm
1: at. Yeah, as rebels do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess the other thing that dawned on me was that just like a long time ago, most of us are living with these stories, even though we may not touch them literally. In other words, the values of them or the morals in them or the lessons in them or the narratives, the deeper narratives inside the stories that come out really affect how we frame reality (laughs) and so it like you said it must be crazy to have lived through a period where it started off telling a story about princesses and women who were I don't even know how you'd think of them to be
0: complete they must get married they must get married
1: (laughs) and yes and that's the key to everything and once you do that life is good and <laughs> oh, yes, so good, so good, no problems. <laughs> but I'd be curious how you've seen that evolution and what has gone on behind the scenes. And I guess it's kind of a bit broader question of that journey. And also, as you look at social change moving forward, where there may be areas that need to be told that need. A light shined on them so is there a way you could take us through a little bit of that
0: uh, well i in essence i've kind of grown up with this whole philosophy so i've changed as time has gone by i was very young when i started at disney and how old were you i was 24 uh, oh yeah yeah 20- at disney yeah um so so I was just excited to work there. I mean, yeah. that was my goal. You know, I didn't go in and think, I'm going to, you know, make these feminist changes and blah, blah, blah. I just <laughs> didn't have that DNA in me. You know, I just, right. I'd always, you know, being the youngest of five and having three older brothers, I I knew how to stand up for myself. So without, you know, going overboard. But... But so so yeah, I was excited about the changes that we were making at that time. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought, yeah, this is different. They're, you know, she's spunky was the word <laughs> that was always used, and it it.
1: Sorry, what project was that? That
0: was on <laughs> on Mermaid and uh-huh. Beauty and the Beast. Uh-huh. And, you know, any female character it had to be spunky. Spunky. You know? Um, you know, as opposed to the old versions, and you know, mm. and to actually. Be the only woman in the room. Um, I had gotten so used to that at Cal Arts, where I went to school, that it didn't. It wasn't a big deal, you know. I just didn't. It was like just seemed normal mm-hmm. at the time. But then as time went on, I started realizing, yeah, wait a minute, why am why am I the only woman in the room? This is very strange to me. Mm-hmm. Um, after a while, because the guys would sort of get weirded out by it. Like, do you realize you're the only woman in the room? Huh. And and I hadn't, you know. so right. Um, and, and time evolved and, and I think, I mean, one of the things that happened when I got to Disney, um, when I put my portfolio in to, uh, Disney, I was called and hired as a trainee. Um, they even considered just making me an intern, but they decided to go ahead and hire me because... As I went in so excited and so happy and, you know, bright and shiny and going, I'm getting to work at Disney. Um, the guy sitting across the desk from me, Ed Hansen at the time, said, well, we're hiring you because you're a woman. And it was like just wow. blood. Dry. I mean, it was just blatant. And I said, we're getting flack from upstairs because we don't have any women in the story department.
1: How do you even respond to something like I that? I just
0: sat there with my mouth open. Yeah. And um, he said, so, you know, we'll give you... You know, six to eight weeks to see how you do, and if you don't work out,
1: we made our quota. Yeah,
0: exactly. That's kind of what it was about, because that was when um, Katzenberg and Eisner and, and Frank Wells had come in, and they, I think, they they were a little step ahead of the game, and and were realizing that women were were scarce in the creative side of things. I mean, there were a handful of animators, maybe one or two animators at yeah. the time. Um, but all the women were in cleanup and we're just always following the creative leads you know credible draftsmen but just mm-hmm. stuck in this 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 spot that yeah you know <laughs> um, you're just always following up somebody else's work right and um, so so that made me that sort of put a clue in but I didn't tell anybody for years because I was so ashamed you yeah. know I was afraid I'm not gonna you know if I can't I have to work really, really hard to prove that I belong here as opposed to just, yes, my work said I should be here, you know, mm-hmm. that, that kind of thing. So it, it it really played a number on my psyche. In your brain,
1: yeah. While yeah. I was
0: there. But then once I got in and started actually working, the, the, the team I worked with, were very um, open to having me there. All these guys, they were great right. mentors. They were sweethearts, right. and um, I'm still working with some of them today. And it just so so that that helped, that eased, <laughs> even though I was still because I knew management was watching me. So I was right. working really right, mm-hmm, right, right. I have to do this, but um, but as the years went on, I sort of poo pooed that whole thing because because of how the artists. Were, you know, art, I think artistic people have a tendency to be a little more liberal and a little more open. Open, um, at least you know, f- for the most part. So when I was under um, the Katzenberg regime, both at Disney and at DreamWorks, I, I was in a bit of a bubble um, as far as a woman working because he, he's the one who who was pushing forward. He. Ma- he sort of pushed me to be a director. I, you know, it wasn't something that I aspired to really. Huh. Um, and as time went on, slowly more women came into Disney. Um, but at DreamWorks, there were a ton. When we started DreamWorks, it was kind of shocking because usually in a room, when a joke was told or something would happen, mm-hmm. and the laughter would happen, well, ho, 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 you know, <laughs> <And> right, one, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and then we get to DreamWorks and uh-huh. it's all. <laughs> One ho. You know, it, it, it was just the sound was different. It yeah, was you're kind like, I'm crazy. not used to this. <laughs> um so so it was it was gradual, but mm-hmm. like when I was at CalArts, I think I there was thirteen percent women in the whole program. Yeah. So they're five out of thirty some odd. Um and uh or less. Um and now it's over fifty percent. Women, So actually they're there. But the difference is still is that more of the guys get hired than the women out of the department. They they get to show their films um, at the producer's show. They have a special show. So it it does make me wonder what's going on. You know, we still still need to. um,
1: Is it the feeding program that maybe is somehow not doing a good job? Maybe or...
0: that, or or it's also <clears throat> I, you know, part of me, you know, to 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 play both sides of the coin. Sometimes I wonder if uh, I think there's a an a, a, an aggressiveness that you have to have to push yourself forward. I see um, that that a lot of the females don't have, and so I think hmm. I think instead of trying to change the nature of, of, of that me, or, you know, I, I struggle with that. Is is, is that a societal thing or right. is that a natural thing? Right. Well, but either way, if the work is good, then someone needs to at, help them advocate for themselves. They need to teach them how to do that as sense. opposed to, you know, just let it be status quo and, and going. So, so I, I struggle with, okay, is that Nature versus nurture or nurture versus nature. I don't right. know. So. <laughs> same things in tech. We yeah. struggle a lot in tech
1: mm-hmm. with having more gender diversity and more racial diversity. And I mean, it's not really talked about our age diversity, but like mm-hmm. trying to change some of that up. And it's always populated by the same kinds of folks over and over again. So at what point do you say, hold on a second, these characters aren't really doing the work that... I think needs to be done here and i want to start pushing forward on and fighting for the characters that i believe in
0: um i've always kind of felt that way it's uh, you know i i've always wanted to make them feel more real it, or not necessarily real but relatable as opposed to i just even when i was little when snow white was hand to forehead you know i was like what nobody does (laughs) that." nobody does that you know right so why why is she doing that you know and it was a bunch of old guys you know that's how they viewed women little women and um, so so i've always kind of had that um where let's just make them relatable to an audience you know let's okay i don't know I know girls that are, you know, have the strength of Belle and Ariel and that, but maybe their goals aren't quite the same, so let's look at other goals. Let's look at what what else we can aspire for a female character and especially for kids because that that's such an impressionable age. I'm not. I'm not one to talk down to kids in a story. So I want to. It's like you know, we still had the death of the father and <laughs> Lion King. You know, I got flack for that. We all got. We all got flack for that. But, uh-huh. um, but it's 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 important to show you know other aspirations in life. You know, yeah, marriage is not a bad thing. That's great. We all. You know, men are part of that too. You know, but you don't see all the stories for men going. You know, your goal in life is to get married. You know, so, okay, that's nice. But let's look at the other options out there that are fulfilling for, for individuals. And that's what I was trying to do with Brave. Um, and in that taking that and and putting the whole princess thing on its ear. Um, so I could sort of try to break that chain. It's like, okay, if you love princesses, here's one, but she's really different. And now it's like I'd like to leave princesses behind and move on to the kinds of storytelling, but Uh so I did that. But
1: how do you how do you walk into a studio who or a business where it's like, hey, we make money on princesses. This is the foremost what we do. Like we can change the color or the setting or whatever. But like, and then you go, you know what, guys, look. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, because I think anybody who has an idea that's working in a business or whatever or any environment, and they say it kind of shouldn't be this way. They've yeah. got how do you make a case for that and tell people there's a market and there's a business and there's a, a way to resonate and uh, let's change our, the entire machine a little bit around what we're putting out there.
0: Well, the, the, the timing was just right because I went into Pixar before Disney owned them. Actually, Disney and Pixar had had a big split actually, at that point. Mm-hmm. So when I went in and I had an idea for a different kind of princess movie, Pixar was sort of, okay, let's listen to this, or at least Lassiter was willing to listen because he also had nieces. He didn't have daughters, ah. but he had nieces. He said, you know, I've made all this stuff for boys, but, you know, it'd be nice to have something for for the girls, too. And now, even at Pixar, though, um, I think John initially knew what I was trying to do. Um, I think he got a little cold feet later, but... <laughs> right.
1: It's a great idea. Oh, no. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> but, um But when I would pitch the general idea to some of the brain trust, you know, I got, this is exactly the kind of film we swore we'd never make at Pixar because they didn't want to make princess movies or musicals or any of that. Uh... It's like, well, number one, this isn't a musical, I promise, because I'm sick of them too. But this is not your typical princess. You know, she's not out for romance. She's not, this this is a whole different take. And that's why it was. But then they slowly got on board and, and, Realized, okay, no, we're not doing the same thing as Disney does. And then when Disney bought them, um, we were already on the way, and they were doing Rapunzel, hmm. so um, or whatever Tangled, whatever it's called, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rapunzel. But um, <laughs> um, but that's the other thing. It's not Rapunzel because that's a girl's name.
1: Oh, Tangled. It's a takes bigger it a step away. idea or something. Yeah, but like, it's still Rapunzel,
0: right? And yeah. and Brave initially, um, I wanted it to be the Bear Queen's daughter, but that was too many female connotations in the title Bear Queen and daughter. You know, so so uh, we that had next. We had to um, de-sex, de sex the name. Yeah, yeah. yeah, although Which, Brave is oh, Brave.
1: such a good name, and it's so fitting for what you're talking about you were doing at the yeah, time. And...
0: I was very happy with, with Brave, but I was mm-hmm. frustrated with the reasons why yes. sure. Why other titles get shut down. Sure. But um, Brave actually was a joke title for the longest time because we were huh. jokingly calling the movie Brave Hair. Brave <laughs> <laughs> And then we'd shortened it to Brave, and everybody's calling it Brave, and it just Yeah.
1: What about as you look forward, you know, because so much has changed since Brave has come out, and now you're seeing movies like Inside. was it Inside Out? Uh-huh. And, I mean, we could pre- keep naming off a bunch of pretty interesting...
0: Female characters. Female characters, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. And just... Other characters that are dealing with, regardless of gender, that are just dealing with issues that would have never been tackled um, before. So, as you think about a lot of the social movements out there, or a lot of the, even if it's not a movement, it's an issue. And you think about, geez, you know, if I could tackle another one, or if the industry could tackle another one, or if we could somehow tell a story that helps children and helps society Uh frame the narrative around this thing uh, and see more sides to it. How would you think about it?
0: Um, Well, I just, I just try to look okay at at what's being done out there and and kind of what's missing. Mm I mean, for me, what I've noticed and it's made me go, okay, I, okay, everybody, let's, let's take a break here. All the films that I get offered or get approached about many of them are about warrior princesses or warrior oh. that's it's like the the girls are kick ass you know and, and that kind of yeah. thing and it's
1: it's a trend almost it's a trend yeah
0: and it's like okay seen a lot of that now and that's great you know strong women but but to be also again it feels like they're trying to make them like a man, you know, yeah. like a like a, So it's like okay. So we went from, <laughs> you know, marrying a man to being a man, you know. Right. It's like and it's bandwagon, wagon, right? Like, yeah. hey, we found
1: a market, so we're gonna keep cranking these things out, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah. So
0: so I keep just going to the ones that feel different, or 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 like right now I'm working on a on a
1: live action thing, right?
0: Um, I'm working on. Uh, I just. Wrote and I'm now directing an animated oh. um, with Chinese funding um, oh. that deals with uh, twin sisters and and honesty and truth, you know, and and sort of accepting who you are, and and uh, which includes the faults and the lies and you know the mistakes you've made, hmm. taking it all on and moving forward. So it's 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 way out of the norm norm for the animated story uh, story a female story right. <laughs> um, and then um, i am i'm attached to a live action project called come away which just fascinated me it's a prequel right yeah of of uh, it's as if uh, taking alice in wonderland and peter pan before their real stories start and
1: finding um, a common universe
0: yeah they're siblings oh. and and how why they they go into the fantasy worlds that they go into, and
1: it have must have been pretty compelling in. to get pulled off animation and go to live action, or is it just that yeah. live action as a challenge also that attracted you to that?
0: Um, actually, I'd not really had any interest in in live action. It was just a world that's like you yeah. know that seems like a lot of stuff goes on. I, I have trouble enough dealing with the politics of animation, so I'll, <laughs> I'll stick with. It. But the script just won me over. It just it huh. was. It was so compelling and so fascinating, and I just the, the concept alone. I'm like, okay, I'll read this, you know, yeah. <laughs> just out of curiosity, I'll read this, and then, <laughs> um, it, yeah, and then so then now the challenge of doing a live action film is really. Yeah, bad. Now I'm I'm like okay. Hmm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, there's probably a lot less you can control in some ways in oh, a yeah. live action. So let's talk about building stories for a second which always fascinates me. And back to maybe even the original sentiment, to what extent do people who are creating stories for the public like this, because I'm always fascinated when I as a parent have watched them, my first generation of being a parent and now again, my second generation of being a parent of how amazing the product can be to keep the attention of both children and adults, to be able to kind of see it again and again and again, how many layers of, if you really step back and analyze it, of of development have really gone through the storytelling components of it? And I wonder, when you start or as you look around at developing one of them, I mean, are you borrowing from mythology? Are you borrowing from some of the kind of core narratives that live in cultures and bringing those things in as well? I mean, because the American culture has a very specific, like, hey, you know, you're, you're up against a challenge, but you're going to overcome. That's just the way that right. we always tell our stories. And I imagine that as these things get more and more pressure to be globally appropriate and have global markets, that gets harder and harder and harder. So yeah, I guess just a broader question of how do you even, do you use those as as influences or what do you use? Um, I think uh, those
0: those come into it um, maybe slightly later the way I approach it is I think of a a scenario sometimes it's like I, I think about a subject matter I I want to tell a story about or I think of a certain character and and I try to find their flaw hmm. what do I want to say for that character and what is it that they that needs to be broken to get them to what they are when they're fixed so Mm -hmm. so to speak Mm -hmm. and then so then i look at what the moral i want to you know what the what the message is i want to give with that character and that journey and then i start pulling on on those old uh
1: mythologies mythologies Mm -hmm. and
0: and whatever and and i'll and i'll go away from them but it's nice to say oh yeah kind of like that you know like you know the midas touch or like like um you so, know, Hamlet or right. like, you know, or whatever. Right, you right. know, you so many old stories out there that you can, you can, can draw upon. Draw sure. upon without completely ripping them off or <laughs> yeah. disguising them, yeah. you know. But um but yeah, I, I like to start with the human factor first because I think everybody can relate better to that than some grander you know, story yeah, yeah. That, that you know the people are just pawns within it and it's the bigger you know some people tell those stories great and you know i'm right there with them but that, that i can't do it so yeah. yeah so i i go with them i start more on the internal and work my way out
1: yeah it's interesting i in prep for this conversation i've randomly speaking of pixar found a bunch of I guess tweet guidance that someone at Pixar had given on storytelling and when I was reading it I thought wow there's a few of these in here that could be applied to our own lives and our own journeys individually Uh outside of just an animated feature and I picked out a few that I thought you might want to comment on both As it relates to building stories, like you're talking about, or maybe even in your own life,
0: was this from Emma Coates? Yes, it was. Yeah, you saw that. (laughs) Yeah, she she was um, she was the first woman on my story team.
1: Oh, cool. Yeah, Yeah, that was a really cool list. Yeah, yeah. She, it was very fascinating. The first one I saw that caught my eye was actually the first one on her list, and it says you admire a character for trying more than for their success and I thought god that's a really true statement whenever I look around or whenever I even think about myself I think it's not about ever actually getting to the place it's about did I hunker down and do the work and that's the part that I'm proud of is kind of more the the way there the the effort there than Mm -hmm. getting there
0: well that's that's the journey that's the journey that the character takes or a person takes and to watch a film or read a story, you know, if that I want this, okay, I have it. <laughs> you know, it's like boring, you know. Yeah. You want to see you want to see the choices they make and the struggle that they go through and the effort that they put into it because that's what makes an audience cheer cheer them on. Right. You know, so that's why you have to
1: to show it. Yeah. yeah. And
0: and that it's absolutely true. You admire, that's why you're with them and so you can cheer for them. When they get to the end because you're cheering for them all the way
1: yeah that makes sense the other one that caught my eye the second one of three is it says what is your character good at comfortable with and then throw the polar opposite at them challenge them and how do they deal with it and i thought wow like if i think of myself as a character (laughs) what (laughs) what would that be you know (laughs) and even some of the story you shared around getting to brave and beyond is interesting so how do you think about that both in terms of characters as well as yourself
0: um (laughs) (laughs) well i i think that's absolutely true i guess that's what i consider the flaw you know is is that they have something to overcome and that's what i aim for but but that's looking at it slightly differently and it's like okay they're really good at this or they're they're comfortable they have their comfort zone and then suddenly you know they're given a challenge, and do they choose to take it, or do they choose to run and hide? And mm-hmm. that's and sometimes I find, <laughs> you know, they go run and hide for a while, but then they just can't ignore it anymore, and they have to go for it, you right? Know, if if they have any backbone. So um, and of course you want to tell a story with a character that has backbone. So right. Um, but yeah, I. I feel it's like for me live action, you know, I'm like,, eh, I'm comfortable over here in animation, you know, and but it took something really fascinating to get me out of my show. It took me sort of, okay, I can't ignore this. I can't pretend that, oh no, it's not my cup of tea. yeah, <laughs> it's it's it I've been forced into into other arenas, like when I was taken off of brave, I mean, mm-hmm. that was absolutely heartbreaking. It wasn't fair, none of it was right, but it happened, and there I was, and I could do nothing about that. but so, what do I do? Do I just sit here and feel sorry for myself and get angry and get bitter, <laughs> or do I keep going and try other things and that and in actuality sometimes that just enriches your life, you know when when
1: Things don't go exactly yeah, as you yeah, want and you, things get taken away.
0: You're forced out of your your comfort zone, you're forced out off of your path and forced to take a look at all the other paths around you and and in essence, you know, not that I can ever say that I'm happy that it happened to me, but I'm kinda of grateful because I, I'm I'm a much um I'm a much I think I my life has gotten a lot richer because of it. And, um, you know, I've, I've, you know, I don't think I would have ever gotten to work with Kathleen Kennedy, um, who I admire immensely talk about a woman who just, and she can just keep going without saying, yes, I'm a woman. Look at me. Here's what I'm doing. And, huh (laughs) it's like wonderful. She just, she has just had an incredible career and is so strong and so talented and, um, so you know, I I would like to be that. You know, I would like to, to continue on and just be a director and stop having people say, "Hey,
1: hey, woman, hey,
0: a woman director." You yeah. Know, what a what a concept! You know? Yeah, so novel.
1: I'm <laughs> yeah. gonna single you out because of something that has nothing to do with what you're really about yeah. or doing. And you
0: know? and that's a that's an issue that that. Slightly off topic, but is 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 always a conundrum for me. Um, you know, when I when I have my bio, I, I I really my tendency is to take out first woman this, first woman that, all of that. First because, woman to
1: win an Academy yeah, Award. I just, for a, like,
0: yeah, I I don't care. <laughs> you know, I, I I didn't set out to do that. That was not my purpose. But at the same time, I've had so many so many young women and so many people say but they need to know that that I'm I I really do struggle it's like do I put it in or do I leave it out right now I have it in but I want to take it out because I just like to be known as a director as opposed to look at her yeah she doesn't have anything there <laughs> between her legs you know right. it's like what difference does that make yeah. you know so
1: yeah, it, yeah, that's that's commentary. hard, right? Because yeah. on one hand, people do need to know that the even idea of certain things is pioneering and the validation around those things. But is it really up to <laughs> these bios and this stuff, or is there a different thing that people can hold on to? And I, I get it. It's like the, how you identify yourself is, is so sometimes not the way you would do it yourself. Right, right. So, by the way, the third thing on that list. Okay. no I love it this is what it's all about is why must you tell this story so what is the belief that's burning inside of you that your story feeds off of and that's truly the heart of it
0: that's a tough one because it's so uh it's inspiration you don't know what it's going to hit you when or what is going to fascinate you when <laughs> so so for brave it was getting up every morning my four or five year old daughter when i started trying to get her ready for school you know going to preschool or to um you know kindergarten and all of that it was such a battle every single morning <laughs> yeah and it was just like you're talking to me like i think a teenager would talk to me this is i didn't talk to my mom this way what what the hell? You know, (laughs) and, and every morning I'd get her off to school and then I'd be driving into Pixar going, you know, just thinking about it constantly. Like, how do I, what do I do tomorrow? How can I handle this differently? What can I? And so I just thought at some point, I "I need to channel this because I, I get to work and it's distracting me. So, so once I, um finished up and it was happening while I was on cars um so when I when I was asked to sort of think about what I would want to do as a director there <laughs> I came up with this whole thing and I couched it cuz I I was thinking about that already and I know I love fairy tales I love that world I love um I always loved going to the theater when I was a kid and sitting in front of an animated film and feeling like this giant storybook was opening up in front of me and it was coming to life, you know, that you were just going into this world of illustration. This universe, it yeah. It's just this whole thing. And so I, I've i always liked period pieces for that reason. It's just another world that we just can't live in, you know. Mm-hmm. and. So, I knew I love fairy tales I wanted to tell fairy, but I didn't want the same message you know um of fairy tales, and my daughter was just feeding into that you know just oh, that whole yeah it's like fairy tales and and a mother daughter story, you know well, don't see one of those around either you know so let's let's try to couch it so so that was my need you know to tell mm-hmm. that story, and so it's hard to It's hard sometimes when you don't get to choose what story you're doing. In animation, you're just a lot of oftentimes just handed, you're going to work on this now. So for me, which I've done, like Prince of Egypt was not anything I would have chosen. Right. But I had to find what it was in there that made me need to tell that story. Mm. I had to find that passion, that that little piece. Kernel. Yeah. and, And build on that. Otherwise you know, <laughs> why, why do it? Um, right. You, so, so finding the brother's story and the human side of that story was what I could really grab on to. And okay, how do all these events affect a relationship between two brothers? You know, so that's how you do it if you're handed something, but. And it's not your baby. It's yeah. not your baby. But, but yeah, you have, what is it that's, that's pressing on you in the in the moment what what is it that is calling to you it's a, it's your muse you know yeah. that's that's what it is that that makes that grabs you have to you. tell you tell a story and it must
1: be hard to unravel some of that sometimes and i wonder after brave after you fight for a story like that and after you work for so many years with so many people bringing it to life and <laughs> fending off all the negative pressures that come along with bringing something to life like that and and the business pieces of it. And after you step away forcibly from that thing and have Mm. other people carry it forward and you watch it go into the market and you watch all the resonance with it and you watch it find its place, is there a fear? I mean, I think Elizabeth Gilbert talked a little bit about this too, where – she said, "You know, I I had this this almost. I think she put the literal genius genius thing that kind of came through her, and she delivered this thing. And then it's like, oh my God, did I just deliver the thing? Like, and now is that it? Is that it? Oh yeah,
0: <laughs> yes, yeah. I I still am terrified that Brave was it for me. You know that that was my that was it. You know <laughs> that was that thing that that was I was so passionate about, and I had so much." Um, that it, that it is scary that I don't, do I have another story that, that, that is, it's going to resonate that deeply from, from my soul, you know? Um, and the, the, the project that I'm working on, the, the Chinese project, I'm, I'm connected to it and I, I feel passionate about it, but it's not on that deeper level. Um, but that's not to say that I can't get there, mm-hmm. uh, For instance, Lion King, I had no desire to work on that movie whatsoever. It was the B project. Nobody wanted to work on it. It was in development hell for years. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, it was. (laughs) 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 And then suddenly they decided that Jeffrey wanted to, like, no, we're going to get this going. And I was like, ugh. But it was an opportunity to be a story supervisor. And then something kicked in and. We all just fell in love with it. It was just as we worked, found the character of Rafiki and how it all played together. It just, it just, it slowly became a passion project. It didn't start that way. So you don't always, you know, you don't always have to start with, oh, you know, <laughs> you know that you can, you can find it. And, yeah. and I firmly believe that. So that's why, um. There is a spark in this story that I'm. It's an old Chinese folktale called the, um, the Twin Sisters and the Magic Milan Flower. It's the weirdest name huh. <laughs> ever, but that's not going to be the title. The title right now is Truth. Um, so, uh, but it, yeah, I'm. It's there. I know I'll find it and it'll be fine. <laughs> it sounds
1: like it's similar to what you said before, which is that you end up in these almost thrown a a curve sometimes and that's the thing that allows you to step back and see new paths and start to walk down them and so that sounds like what you're where you are now and 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 it's not as much as like oh it it came everything's from me and it's this thing and it's here's my daughter that's the reflection of it and it's all built around this and i can keep stamping those kinds of things out right yeah. like it's <laughs> that's not possible but yeah. what is possible is to be open enough either forcibly or not right to find your way down these other roads and then the heart as you put it the the kernel of these things the the essence of where the real story is and why it's important can be told from there.
0: Yeah. It's, I it's look for that little magic glowing light that, you know, it's tiny in there. And if you keep, you tunneling. know, pushing things, tunneling away, it just gets bigger and bigger. So, yeah. yeah. Um, and that's the way with the live action piece I'm doing. It's like, there yep. it is. Okay.
1: <laughs> and, and it's a good lesson, I think, for everybody too in their own lives, right? Like to try to find that same little, bright spot and listen to it (laughs) clear (laughs) the clouds away and tunnel towards it and make it as big as you possibly can yeah brenda thank you so much for sharing these stories with us on grow big always we're all everyone listening around the world are huge fans of Uh. your work and huge fans of brave and huge fans of all the the fight that you've made to to change the way stories are told and be as open and embracing as as many people as possible. So thank you.
0: Thank you. I'm very honored to have been asked.
1: Thanks, Brenda Chapman, for stopping by here in Mill Valley and having that conversation. For those of you who have yet to sign up to find out who's coming up next or to be able to toss some of your own ideas for the show over to us, be sure to visit growbigalways.com. And at the bottom of every single page is a super fast and easy way to sign up for a newsletter that goes out every Monday and not only gives you that opportunity, but reminds you of the show that just came out that day. So for those of you who share it, for those of you who tell your friends about the show,